The following is a production of C3 Studios. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Above the Fold with the Ad Communicators Network, a podcast discovering the latest headlines and stories in ag media. I'm Kelsey Litchfield with Colleen Callahan Consultancy and C3 Studios. Today's episode is brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. Today I share my last episode of the series, What I'd Wish I'd Known in My 20s, and I thought it was only fitting to have a conversation with someone in their 20s and discuss the career they've built so far and then what they hope to achieve. And honestly, my goal as a 20-something-year-old myself was to have a conversation with a peer about what we have learned so far and our perspective of living in this decade that certainly holds a lot of pressure about finding ourselves and a career too. So today I'd like to introduce you to Emily Roden, Marketing and Communications Associate at Vive Crop Protection. Emily grew up in North Carolina, not directly on a farm or ranch, but adjacent to it as she was surrounded by farmland. Her mother also worked in agricultural communications and was based in Research Triangle Park, a major hub for ag companies. This was a foundation to a future career for Emily in agriculture. Growing up, my mom was pretty adamant about teaching us about agriculture. Every time we passed a field, she would ask us what is in it, you know, what's going on there. And it even came down to the point where I remember this one time she brought home these shirts that said, ask me why I'm not itchy, naked or hungry. And then she prepped me and my sisters with answers about, you know, you're not itchy thanks to insecticides and repellents. You're not naked because cotton allows you to be clothed and uh, you're not hungry because modern technology is allowing farmers to meet the demands of a rising population, even uh, with some depleted resources. Um, and so growing up, you know, I always had this sort of interest and passion in agriculture, but I did kind of move away from it a little bit when I was in college. And, at, at, you know, after that, um, I kind of wanted to see what I could do on my own and ended up uh, doing marketing for a tourism county in North Carolina. Um, But then I was kind of bored with my job that I was doing and was looking for a new challenge. And I actually made up my New Year's resolution of January 2020 to find a new job. And then by, I think it was like January 16th, I actually ended up finding Vive and was hired on as Vive Crop Protection's um, a new marketing communications associate. So I would say I didn't really rekindle my love of agriculture until I was able to get this job. And it has put kerosene onto that fire ever since um, I started here at Vive. And it's only been a year and a little over that now. That's an interesting story. I'd like to keep keep talking about. So you went to college marketing, got a involved with was a local tour tourism you said like a convention yeah, and visitors for, um, bureau yeah i worked for brunswick county uh and i worked for their tourism board um so my job was basically to go to the beach every day and take photos and oh. <laughs> take take golf riders on tours you know yeah it was it was really rough 
Um, <laughs> Side note, I worked at a chamber of commerce, so we worked very closely with our local oh, yeah. tourism bureau. No, it was, it was a great job, but fun fact about Brunswick County, it's also one of the largest retirement communities in North Carolina. So me being, you know, in my early twenties, I was one, I was looking for a little bit more personally, but I felt like I wasn't quite being challenged enough in that role. Um, and so I then, you know, started looking for my new job and found Vive and found agriculture again. How did you find Vive? LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. So t- take us through that. I think people would be interested. So you, maybe someone in their twenties, just like you, mm-hmm. they have their entry level position, um, but they kind of want to figure out what else can I do? Right. And, and I take me through that decision of going to another industry is making that jump, you know, take me through all that um, experience and Um, what were you looking for? And ultimately how you got to where you are now? Well, first I'll say networking is huge. It's, it's not always what, you know, it's who, you know, right. So my boss actually decades ago used to work with my mom and ad communications um, at another company. And so through that connection, we, I was able to find the application on LinkedIn and, um, I just applied and got the job. It was actually kind of a simple process. Um, I, when I was looking for a new job, I wasn't really looking for any sort of industry in particular. I kind of fell into agriculture, but honestly, it's probably been one of the best things that have ever happened to me. This is such a passionate field and everyone that I have met so far um, is nothing but ecstatic about the work that they're doing and really trying to be an advocate in, you know, in their own lives and in their careers. So Emily, tell me exactly what you do in your role at Vive Crop Protection. What does your day-to-day look like? What responsibilities do you have? Sure. So like I said, I'm the marketing and communications associate at Vive. Um, I joined the team a little bit over a year ago and it's been a pretty incredible experience so far. Um, not only have I been able to hone in and really improve my previous skill sets that I have learned, you know, in college and at my old job, but I've been challenged with some new opportunities that have forced me to learn and to grow into my new role. My day to day, I do handle a lot of our external communications, you know, so I run our social media channels and, um, update our websites and news releases and blog posts and me blasts and all of our digital advertising kind of stuff. I think I would have to say my favorite part about my work, this job at Vive has been uh, working with and interviewing and producing farmer testimonials. Over this past year, I've had the opportunity to travel the country and talk to farmers about the real difference that Vive products are making on their farms. You see, Vive has these fungicides and insecticides that will mix seamlessly with liquid fertilizers, micronutrients, hard water, other crop inputs. And this allows your farmer to feed and protect their um, their crop at plant all in one pass. So farmers don't have to worry about getting any clogged nozzles or lines, stalling their planting or foliar operations. Um, and even if a planting operation does get delayed, the, our solutions will stay in suspension. And this will ultimately save your farmer time. It saves them water. It saves them fuel. And these are all pretty precious resources, especially in today's economy. And being able to see it firsthand and hear it firsthand from these growers, what a big impact uh, our products are actually making on their field is pretty substantial. 
even yesterday I was out in a field in New Jersey where, um, a farmer had been using our asteroid product, which is a, uh, exoxytropin fungicide. The fact that he was able to fertilize and protect his crop all in one pass was ma- major for him. Do um, you travel quite a bit on, on your job? I do. I travel a lot, especially in the summers. That's like my big timing to get, uh, customer testimonials. And then in the off season, I also run our trade shows. So that is actually a big piece for me that I knew very little about before joining Vive and uh, have since completely taken over that whole piece, which is massive. So in the off season, you'll catch me (laughs) at any of the big national trade shows and even some of the uh, smaller regional ones. So Emily, I want to ask you kind of two questions and I don't want these to come out as negative. I just really want your honest answer because I think, um, there's other people like you similar and two facets. One, um, being younger. So first you came into the agriculture industry with knowing what agriculture is, knowing about food, fiber, fuel, and feed and eat you were knowledgeable about it. Did you ever feel as someone coming into this industry, you talked about meeting with people, having the passion for them. Did you ever feel underqualified to come in? I'm just curious about what was like coming in. Oh, this industry is one, this industry, sometimes people make it feel like, Oh, it's part of a club. You know, people can't get in, which I disagree with anyone, you know, can be, because I think a lot, I encourage actually a lot of people to go outside of ag and come back in because I think people with not, not a lot of experience in ag can offer so much, um, especially in communications and marketing. Right. So I'm kind of curious about your experience with that. And if you're open to it, just hearing about your story. I 100% felt um, unqualified coming into my new position and into this industry. Um, you have people that have grown up on a farm, ag jargon is just in their back pocket. They know it secondhand. And so coming into like, like I remember I went to my first sales and marketing meeting just about a month after I started my job. And I felt like I was listening to another language to some degree because it was just so technical, I suppose. Um, but you do, you slowly start to just pick it up here and there. You keep reading and pushing forward and asking questions. That's one of the biggest pieces that um, I have I have come to learn is be inquisitive. Uh, people in this industry are in it because they love agriculture and they want to help educate people on it. Um, I have, I, I was pretty intimidated to start asking questions at first, but now, I mean, it really, it does. It only helps you learn. And there is no such thing as a stupid question. What do you think you brought to the table coming in, you know, from being in North Carolina, having the tourism experience in your back pocket? What did you bring to the table? A pretty strong communication skill set, um, if I'm being honest. Uh, communication skills do transfer. I would say industry to industry. It doesn't matter who you're talking to, what you're talking about. You have to know how to communicate to your audience and what kind of tactics are going to resonate with those people. Um, So I did have a pretty strong knowledge about that. Uh, If I could give a piece of advice to anyone in school right now, we're looking to get into this or any communications industry. um, Learning some technical skills really helps out. Like 
I'm a pretty strong writer. Um, I have learned how to use like Adobe Creative Cloud and a whole bunch of different uh, photo editing and video editing softwares. Um, InDesign, being able to produce a website or um, a flyer or anything like that, having any sort of technical background that you can add to your resume uh, is pretty beneficial. Um, I would also say learning like how to use a CRM, CMS system is was huge for me. It's something that I learned how to do at my old job because we completely redesigned our website, uh, but is something that I have had to use every day in my job today and something I did not learn in school. Let's pause my conversation with Emily to recognize our podcast sponsor, Wiffles Hybrids. In an interview with Wiffles Communications Manager, Jill Lore, she recognized the value and in information ad communicators bring to farmers, but also the importance of the continued learning for ACM members. Our goal with the Above the Fold podcast is to share interesting conversations with individuals in ag media and to learn something new along the way. I know I come out of each episode with a new perspective and lesson that I incorporate into my own work. Thank you to Wiffles Hybrids for their support of this podcast. Before our break, Emily shared her decision to quit her job in tourism, and a job search via LinkedIn brought her to her new role at Vive Crop Protection. This jump to a new industry led me to ask her if she felt underqualified to be in that job because I know and I've talked to many people in the same stage of their career. They felt that they didn't have the qualifications such as not enough industry experience, they're not old enough, they didn't meet all the requirements, the list goes on. And I asked Emily this question not to be offensive, but to share that this is a real issue of people in their 20s and maybe even those that are older, they feel underqualified for a job. Sometimes this prevents them from applying or even considering to move jobs in the first place. But in Emily's case, she did it anyways and found a job she's very passionate and enthusiastic about. So I believe it's worth the risk to search and apply for a job you may not feel qualified for or maybe enough experience in, but you do bring a solid skill set and the willingness to learn, just like in Emily's case. So let's dive back into our conversation. We talk more through this idea of trying new things and reflecting on what we've learned so far in our 20s. You touched on a subject that our last episode that I did with Rachel Peabody of the Illinois Soybean Association, she talked about the different jobs she's had in her career so far. And ultimately, it built a foundational skill set that was used across any job, just like you were saying. So I really feel like as we are in our 20s, to say yes to opportunities that we're not comfortable with or maybe we don't feel as qualified for, or maybe we don't think we have the skills for, people are willing to help us learn. And there's always new emerging media trends. We're always learning right. about the next thing. So I think, you know, it's good to show that you're willing to learn and in your jobs too, and introducing new skills, however you can. Right. 
I, I loved Rachel's uh, interview, her quote about it might be terrifying to try something, but do it anyway. I have a similar quote that I always live by. It's almost identical. So be afraid, but then do it anyway. Um, people are always, no one wants to leave their comfort zone. And it's, it is uncomfortable, but that's what it takes for a person to grow and learn new things and d- hone in and develop their skill sets. Um, and I think that's something important that a lot of people have kind of forgotten about. Emily, do you have a time where you were afraid, but you did it anyway? Oh, too many to count. I would probably say one of my biggest ones was quitting my job uh, without having another job um, lined up because I I knew that if I didn't, I would have just been stuck. And it forced me to just go for it. And I had a new job in two weeks. It was perfect. Perfect timing, a little bit of luck and some hard work, you know, recipe for success right there. Right. Believe in yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of goes into Betsy's episode. So I preface this in the introduction, but this is the last episode of this, what I'd wish I'd known in my 20 series. And I thought Emily would be great to talk to as a younger professional in her 20s. I thought, let's kind of sum up everything we've learned. And in Betsy's episode, her advice was you might be rejected at first, but keep trying. And I think that just goes for anyone to not give up, even if you do fail. So what? Get back up. Keep trying. And I liked how bold and assertive she was. She wouldn't take no for an answer. I think that's important as a young professional. There's a line you can go over, you know, you can't be too assertive, but you have to show some respect. And do you have anything to add to that from that episode? Um, I I loved Betsy's episode. Um, For her, uh, she just sounded like a real go-getter to me. And it reminded me of my own time at WNCT TV in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, I did an internship there. And you had to go out and get your own stories. You had to go out and reach out to who you wanted to learn from, make your own opportunities, go and and figure out, you know, what kind of direction that you want to do with that internship. And you really got out of it what you put in. Um, And so that was a piece that I definitely really connected with with her. I was listening to a podcast episode this morning where there was a photographer. She was talking about how she reached out to someone on Instagram. It was really nervous because it sounded like there was a great opportunity. And these people weren't asking for a photographer, but she's like, well, I could offer my services. And she said, I was nervous to offer it to them because what if they say no? But she did, and she had the trip of a lifetime that she was able to photograph. So, you know, just kind of getting out of your own way and just asking. And I I try to tell myself the worst that they can say is no. Right. Or as I like to think, they could it could just be a not yet. Maybe it's a no from them, but for me, it's a not yet. Yeah, I, I love to that with Betsy, that. how she said she yeah. um was writing stories and sending them in from her undergrad, from her classes over to Successful Farming to the swine editor. And what did she say? She got four or five rejections mm-hmm. and still she ended up with a job. She still failed her interview and then ended up with a job. Mm-hmm. Like that that is just a testament to resilience right there. Yes, exactly. And then Another episode I did was with Harlan Persinger and Harlan's story. I just enjoyed viewing his photos that he shared. And he had a lot of 
good practical photography tips in that episode Mm -hmm. that I'm incorporating to my own photography right now. But his biggest piece of advice um, for those in their career is to always apply yourself. And I think all three of those episodes should have something in common. It's to just do it, (laughs) not to sound like a Nike commercial, (laughs) especially with like Harlan. It goes, just apply yourself. And I think as 20 year olds, we might put too much stress on ourselves that things have to be perfect and we Mm -hmm. have to have it all figured out. Um, But I'm, I'm learning that we don't people give us grace. I think because we're in our twenties and trying to figure out we've all been in our twenties, you know, and everyone knows, knows, knows that feeling. Um, But I, I really enjoyed hips episode and just say apply yourself no Harlan's episode was great not only from a photographer perspective but you can really translate some of his advice that he was giving into um some real life examples and opportunities I am a photographer myself I was I really started when I was working for Brunswick County and I just kind of fell in love with it um one of my biggest jobs was I would go out and I'd shoot sunrises and sunsets on you know I would try and go literally almost every day if I could, if the weather was good. I've learned by doing that though, the importance of waiting, waiting for that right shot, that perfect shot, trying again and failing, but then keep going. And, and he mentioned something about, you just have to wait that extra 10 minutes to get that shot. And that is so true. And something that I think could also be applied to people's lives. It's just, just got to wait that little extra piece, you know? Um, Cause it will come and just mm-hmm. can't rush yourself. Mm-hmm. And that goes where we started with our episodes. I mean, Rachel's, you know, she, she always trusted in the timing of going right. from, you know, job when she was ready. But also what I loved about her episode too, is the value she holds. I recently attended leadership NAFB, which was held in Washington, DC a couple of months ago. And we really talked about her core values. And one of her, one of Rachel's was family and how she wanted to um, be around her family and work. And I identify with that core value. And I understand that's not everyone's core value. A lot of, there's a lot of other things out there, but I think as a 20 year old, I've learned to really dig in deep of what my core values are and stick to them mm-hmm. as much as possible. No, I couldn't agree more. One of mine is it, it is, I do love family, but I have learned uh, my parents actually moved to Germany um, right after my freshman year of college. So I then only was really able to see them twice a year. Uh, from that, I have learned not only a sense of family, but a love for travel. And my job now at Vive, I'm remote and I do get to travel all across the country. And it's been an incredible experience so far getting able to really see rural America and all of these different places that I had never been to before. Before I started this job, I had never been into the middle of the United States. And now I think I've been to 22 states, which I think is pretty incredible for one year. <laughs> Definitely. 22 states in one year. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you were in New Jersey. So is that mm-hmm. your home base? So tell us about moving from North Carolina to New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey is my home base right now. But like I said, because my job is remote, I actually have taken advantage of that. And I have been spending about a month in different Airbnbs across the country. Uh, This not only gives me the opportunity to go see the 
farmland and, you know, agriculture in that state, but it's been giving me a chance to really pick up the culture of all of these different cities. So that being said, like I was born and raised in North Carolina. I really, I spent most of my life there. And now, I mean, I love New Jersey, but (laughs) I've really only been here a few months and I'm still, still getting to see a lot of it um, and get to know the place. That's interesting. You've been going from Airbnb. That is something that sounds wonderful. Tell oh, us it's been a, so fun. Tell, I, tell us a little bit more about that. I stayed in a high rise in Chicago, right off Michigan Ave. Um, I stayed in a little tiny home out in Austin, Texas. That one was actually really cute. But no, it's been pretty incredible so far. And I, I still like to keep going, just trying to meet new people, see new places while I'm, while I can, you know, while I'm not tied down to anything. That's what I want to ask you next. So your twenties decade is usually where people, you know, go out, travel, try new things. You know, we were in a, we still are in a pandemic, but for two years, people were really shut down from travel and Mm -hmm. um, not able to go anywhere. And I think that renewed a spirit for travel to going international or just across the U.S., wherever it may be. And I think as 20-year-olds, you know, it's it's that opportunity to do so. I think it's time to take advantage of it again if you're able to. You know, we all live different lives. Um, we all have different goals, different things we want to do. But I've never heard someone regret traveling <laughs> in their 20s. <laughs> no, so. that is a very good point. And I think it's necessary to travel to kind of get out of your own bubble, you know, out of your hometown, just to kind of see what else is out there and take that different perspective. And even if you do end up coming back home, just to be able to see something else is something I think is so valuable. Right. Emily, you have an intern that you are managing this summer, actually under the AgCom Network um, internship program. So first, tell me about that. But also tell me what it's like being in your 20s and having an intern work under you. Right. Um, No, I am very excited about our summer intern this year. Her name is Bailey. Um, She actually just started with us two days ago. And already she's been out into the field and getting her feet wet. It was a, a little bit intimidating at first, but I have always been someone that has taken that leadership role, whether it's been in group projects or at previous jobs or something like that. Um. And I'm excited about the opportunity to be able to teach someone and show them my skill sets. Bailey herself is a little bit, you know, new to the industry. She just finished her freshman year in in college at Iowa State. And so she she definitely has a lot to learn, Um, but she's so eager and ready to work hard. And I'm I'm really excited to see what all she's going to be able to get done this summer. That's awesome. Well, best wishes on that summer internship. I think that's just so awesome that you're already managing an intern. How did, did you apply for the program and things like that? I'm just curious. We did. Yeah. We applied um, for it from ACN and I I do want to give a shout out to ACN for sponsoring this opportunity for us. Um, It's, it's not all the time that you get, you know, (laughs) an internship opportunity like this. So um, we're pretty thankful for ACN. So Emily, kind of wrapping up here, tell me what are your career goals in the long run? How do you plan on getting there? Um, How can the Ag Communicators Network help you in any way? What are you 
what do you hope to really achieve? Yeah. So I, I've never really liked the question, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Because you never know what's going to change, right? Anything could happen, but I do like the path that I'm on and I'd like to keep foraging down it. I know that I have a strong communication skill set, but now I have rekindled and really found my love and appreciation for agriculture and the agriculture community. Um, So I would really like to keep working in ag communications, no matter what that kind of ends up looking like. Uh, And I'm really eager to see how Vive continues to grow and how I might end up growing with Vive. Um, As far as how I might get there, uh, I have been thinking about going back to school to get my MBA, possibly with a concentration in ag communications. Um, Both of two of my bosses got their MBAs from, I believe, UNC Chapel Hill, and they have nothing to say, but they just rave about it. And it's something that I have definitely been toying with that idea for a little bit now. And I'd say after listening to your episode with Rachel, I'm even considering it more. Emily, is there anything we didn't talk about today that you want to share? Your interview has been so refreshing to hear, makes me excited for what's to come. And it's just so good to hear about people passionate for what they do and You've certainly shared that today, but I just want to give you the space. If there's anything else you want to share, please do. Yeah. If I could give a piece of advice to someone just graduating college or in college, um, I would say definitely try and find something that you're passionate about. Uh, You never work a day in your life if you love what you do. Um, Keep pushing, keep learning, keep asking questions and try and be, try and push yourself to be better than you were yesterday. I came out of this interview with Emily feeling so refreshed and inspired and honestly ready to go travel somewhere. It's great to talk to someone who loves their job, which has been a common theme after all of these conversations in the series. And this episode really encompassed the whole series of what I wish I'd known in my 20s. Emily's story reiterated the lessons we learned from Betsy Fries, from Harlan Persinger, and Rachel Peabody. Overall, I believe the consensus of what I wish I'd known in my 20s is to explore. Explore your career, travel our world, and discover your own unique path. A big thank you to Emily Roden for being a guest on today's episode. And also another thank you to our previous guests, Betsy Fries, Harlan Persinger, and Rachel Peabody. You can find those episodes published on all major podcasting platforms. Thank you again to our podcast sponsor, Wiffles Hybrids. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Thanks for listening to this episode of Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network. Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network is edited by C3 Studios, a full-service podcast and audio production agency. For more information about our services and to work with our team, please visit ColleenCallahan.com.